Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. And I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. I hope you are thinking about giving a call today or perhaps writing a little note to me via Facebook Messenger. I'm always happy to provide coaching for you. And even if you can't catch this program live, that advice will still be there in the replay for you. And by having the guts to write or call in, you're usually not just speaking for your own story, but there are probably a lot of people out there resonating with what you have to say. So I encourage you to call in and uh, interact with me about my topic today, which is making decisions that allow you to take action. And I'm really thinking a lot here about those writing things you're up to, but you know, everything I offer you can be translated into other areas of your life. But if you are writing that blog, that book, that love letter, that journal, that column, that, oh, who knows what you're up to, I want you to think about the idea that the decisions you make are supposed to lead you toward action. And if you're not sure which decisions those might be, well, then I'll hope you stay with me for the hour. I want to say hi to the people that I know are listening live right now. It's always fun for me that you let me know. So thank you for that. Uh, hello to Al. Hey, Al, is this the first time you're listening to this one live? I know you caught the previous show a couple of times, but I just want to say hello and thank you. Al was a counselor of mine when I was in my 20s, and I was at community college, and and he came and introduced himself to me and said, you've been put on my roster as someone with special needs and low vision, and I want to make sure you get the best out of your college experience. And really, I'm not sure if I would have stuck with college if it hadn't have been for Al, because he really did make sure that I had a solid foundation while I was, you know, making my way through college with 20% visual acuity. And that was a challenge enough. Um, so, Al, thank you for reaching out and letting me know that you're listening. It, it's always a joy to share some time with you. I owe you a lot. <laughs> I want to say hi to Annette. Thank you for being so faithful to Jay, who was on the show last week. Did you all catch Jay Menz, M-U-E-N-Z? She is the founder of Fearful to Fit. She's running a program right now, a five-day program. You want to get over to fearfultofit.com if you have not already and check out what she's up to. I'm in the program, and I'm loving it. I also want to say hi to Zach. Haven't seen you for a while. I'm glad you're here. Hi to Drew, to Tiffany, to Shelly. And, ooh, that's a really cool name. Uh, Shaliba. Shaliba. Hello to you. And Aaliyah. And did I already say hi to Stephanie? This might be a different Stephanie. 
And also hi to Jen. Thank you, y'all. It's always lovely to share this hour with you. What are those action steps that are going to help you? Actually, what are those decisions that are going to help you move toward action? We're really thinking about your writing here. Just keep in mind that I help people write their books. So a lot of what I'm going to be sharing with you today is sort of a prelude to what I offer in my high-end book writing program, but definitely what I offer in my mastermind program. That's actually coming up uh, July 14th, Sunday, is the next enrollment date for my mastermind program. And this is for writers or anyone manifesting that next level of success in their life. Because I want to break it to you, if you're going to be successful, you're writing your story. You might not really know that right now. You might say, well, I'm thinking my story. I bet you are. (laughs) But if you write it, I promise you, you are going to have results. It's a little different than ruminating and thinking about it. When you start to write down what those dreams are, dreams happen. So I offer a mastermind group about that. It's a 90-day group, and we are going to get started July 14th. If, for some reason, you're thinking, mastermind sounds really big, I invite you to apply anyway. I am letting anyone and everyone take the first two weeks for free. After that, we're going to get real serious, hunker down, get to the homework, But the first two weeks, if you would like to join us for free, totally up to you. You can find everything out at www.coachdebbie.com. Temporarily, my email is out of order. If you want to write to me, I'm going to give you my backup email, which is askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail. Okay, you got a question today, you can send it there. You got a question about classes, you can send it there. You need some help, you can send it there. Whatever you like, go ahead and write to me. Just needed a little water. Let's say hi to Eric. He's the engineer that always helps me out here, and he will be the voice when you call in today. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you. How's your week been going? So far, it's been pretty good. Pretty busy, but, uh, you know, it's summertime, so the living is is easy, as the song goes, I guess. (laughs) That's true. I have a friend in Australia, and it looks like Christmas over there. That's because it's winter down there, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Well... I guess I southern guess it hemisphere, does make sense, but northern hemisphere, they probably think it's weird that it's summer up here. Probably, yeah. probably. Do you get callers from that far away? On occasion, we do because we're yeah. streamed worldwide. So, okay. yeah, we definitely have had some callers from the the southern hemisphere. I when you say isn't it weird? The only thing I I really think it's weird is uh, Santa Claus coming in like Bermuda shorts on a surfboard down there, right? (laughs) Seems strange because we're used to him in a a coat and uh, 
hat and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to see Santa's knocky knees and Bermuda <laughs> shorts. I kind of right. like the red suit. I'm going to stick Agreed. with my tradition. Sure. Yeah. But it does sound like, dear friends, if you're far, far, far away, Eric can still get us connected. So don't hesitate. The phone number here is one 888 298 We're going to take a break at 20 after the hour and 40 after the hour, but you can call anytime and we will get right to you. So I've got about, mm, I brainstormed today, how many tips could I come up with that would help you make decisions that lead to action. And I got to 47. I don't quite have time for all those. So I wrote down my top seven. And I don't even know if we have time for all those. But let's get cracking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you one that uh, this is either going to make you follow me for life or leave me for good. All right. Here's my first tip. If you don't have a sense of humor, you're not going to like this. But my first tip for making decisions that lead to action in your writing life, what do you have to do? You have to commit by saying, I will write. Uh Uh-huh. I know. I know. Don't pack your bags too quickly. Hang out and listen to my, my philosophy here. I'm serious. If you are going to take action in your business, in your book, with your blog, for your brand, whatever it is you're writing, you have to write. You have to part with thinking and thinking and thinking about writing and actually write. Now, I know that sounds unfair. I mean, why not think the whole book through and get it all looking pretty in your mind and go with the glossy cover you can imagine and all that good stuff? Why not? You know, there's no harm in doing that as long as you're writing. There is no harm thinking about sitting across from Oprah Winfrey sharing your book as long as you're writing. There is Absolutely no harm dreaming about your world tour to Australia in the summertime that we would naturally call Christmas time and the holidays here. No problem doing that as long as you write. Yeah. Because if you're writing, if you have made the decision, I am going to write. That leads to the actions you want, which is usually, I want to share my gifts with the world. I want to be published. I want to speak on a stage. I want to offer workshops. I want to help others. I want to be clear about my brand. All that stuff you want the benefit from can happen, but you got to write. Okay? All right, so we got that hardest one out of the way. I hope you're still following me. I hope I haven't ruined it for you, but I, it's just the bare bones truth. If you want to see the action from your writing, you got to write. 
Now, I, I do speak to you from experience here because I am someone who is well-versed in ruminating, overthinking, making excuses, procrastinating, crying, throwing fits, all kinds of stuff. But there was, there was a time that I, I realized it, uh, to say it sweetly wasn't serving me. <laughs> to say it honestly, it was exhausting me. I was literally feeling exhausted by putting off my writing. Yeah. So, dear friends, I want to invite you. Make that first decision and decide that you are going to write. Let's go on to point number two. And I want to remind you, if you want to call in, if you want to get some help, if you got a question around this, doesn't matter if you write for fun or if you write for play, I would love to talk to you. My phone number is one. It's not mine. It's kknw1150.com slash Seattle AM thing. It's their phone number. Call here at 1-888-298-5569. There we go. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. Call us. Or... You can join Shelly, who had the courage to write in on Facebook Messenger and ask a question. Shelly, I'm going to get to you. Uh, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but I'm going to get to you right after that break. So please stay with me. And also, if you want to write back and uh, attach a, a, what do you call that? A, um, not a landline. <laughs> What's that thing called where you get mail? U.S. mail. If you want to attach your U.S. mail, uh, I will send you a personalized journal just for having the guts to call in because I want to reach out to you and thank you. So tip number two, when you are making decisions to take action in your writing world, I want you to think about this idea. I want you to play big. So what does that mean? Well, you know what it means to play small. Playing small means you write about that thing you wrote about before and it all worked out, so you're just going to do it again. Or you published that article that received a lot of fanfare and that felt good, so you're just going to republish it in a different magazine and even though it's totally against the rules, you're not going to tell them that five years ago it was published someone else. Did you know that? Did you know if Oprah Winfrey publishes you in O Magazine, you cannot turn around and go and submit it to the New Yorker? Uh-uh. That is against publishing rules. They published it. Ta-da. So you can't play small. You can't cheat. You can't lie. You want to play big. So what does it look like to make the decision to play big with your writing? Well, here's one tip, and it will lead you to more action. Write about something that you love, but it scares you a little bit to admit it. All right? 
So maybe you feel well-versed in being an activist. You're well-versed in being mad and telling everybody what to do and how it should be. You know, that, that takes guts, and that takes an articulate person to do it well and to not just rant and rage and go home. But let's say you're really talented at that. If you're going to play big, you're going to try something altogether new. And maybe that next article you write is going to be from the perspective of love. And it's going to show off your values without being so angry at the world and so needing everyone to be on the bandwagon. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with starting the bandwagon. But if you want to play big, you have to reach and branch out and show that you really understand, as we commonly say, both sides of the coin, but that you deeply understand yourself. Yeah, play big. Go for what's really under the activism because you know all activism begins because you love something. Trouble is we often get really skilled at being mad and writing. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's a little easier to do than to cultivate the language for being loving and valued. It's a little harder to do that. It's not a less than or a more than, but play big. See how you can show up for the value, for it, speaking for it, as opposed to against it. Okay? Those are just a couple of tips to get you going. So we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to see what's on Shelly's mind. And if you would like to place a call, this is a great time. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper. And every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Loss and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak. I'd walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard. 
and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world, their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio. And if you're just tuning in, we are talking today about those decisions you've got to make about your writing so that you move toward action. I gave you one tip already, and that was just that you gotta you gotta be writing. Point blank, you gotta be writing. And the second tip is you wanna be playing big. I noticed I left a little something out of that, so I'm going to come back and expand on that a little more. But first, I want to encourage you to think about something, and that is if you've got a book inside of you and you're hoping to see that book in print next year, this is the year to get serious about writing it. Yeah, this is your year to write your book. And if you would like to join my Writer's Mastermind, I have 10 seats total that I will be offering in September. September 15th, we'll get started. And that is a 90-day program, September to December 15th. And what this does is it lays out a template of how to do your book. You'll actually get a, a few to choose from. But you'll also be in an environment with people that are working through similar questions. These are teaching moments for me, and I will also offer two one-on-one sessions during that 90-day period for us to really hash through your book. On a weekly basis, we'll be meeting on Zoom with the other participants. It's a lot of fun, and it takes a lot of the fear out of writing your book. So if you want to see that book in print next year, I really encourage you, get serious this year and think about my mastermind program that is starting September 15th. And I encourage you to go to my website, www.coachdebbie.com and just click on connect, send in your questions and I'll get an application to you And we'll start that forward motion. So we have a question. And this is coming to us from uh, Shelly on Facebook Messenger, who says, I have been working on my book for five years. Ow. Yeah. That's that's big, Shelly. I've been working on my book for five years. Honestly, at this point, I have to say I've lost my passion for it. I really don't know how to get it back. This book is supposed to promote my business and allow people to understand more about the financial world and hopefully hire me. I can publish it by myself or I can keep going and hope to find a big publishing company. But the truth is, I think I've just become quite sick of this book. Uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, Shelly, I'm not laughing at you. I am totally laughing with you. I have a book that I started when I was in my 20s. And I'll just tell you, I'm not in my 
kids anymore. It was a long time ago. So I understand getting sick of your book. Um, something that I, I think really, really helps any of us that are wondering what, what happened to my passion? Where did it go? Is if you can design some questions of inquiry that take you back to that starting point. Now, remember, I'm in this with you, Shelley, really. I started a memoir about, you can't, you can't see me, so you don't know this, but I'm albino, and I have quite a story about being bullied and not being able to see and, you know, who, who got it, who didn't, what I went through, but really how I came to see all the bullying as as a way that um, helped me get to know myself better. I know that sounds crazy, but that's really my story. And a lot of the time between my 20s and now, I've hated being in it. So what I want to tell you is we produce great writing when we love what we're doing. Now, that's oversaid by society. Just love what you do and la, 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 la. You know, we hear this all the time. But what people are trying to emphasize is the thing that you push against, the thing that pushes on you, the thing that you believe you've got a crush, the thing that is so highly evolved that, that you can't even see that's the thing you're never going to be able to reach, love, enjoy, want, and collaborate with. It's just going to stay out of reach. But that thing that you love to do calls to you. It asks you to show up at the computer. It asks you to sit down at the journal. Now, it, it might call to you in a way that you don't recognize as being loving and happy, it, it might call to you by having butterflies in the tummy. And you're thinking, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to write this. I, I don't think I feel well. That's just your excitement. It really is. That's, that's your, wow, what could this be? How could this help me? How could this help others? It's almost like you're getting flooded with excitement to the point that you're almost nauseous. But it's really excitement. Underneath that ugh feeling is a lot of excitement. You need that. You need that to finish your book. If you're not really loving it, it's, it's good to step away. It's good to ask yourself questions like, what did I love about it in the beginning? So maybe, I think you said you were in finance, maybe you loved the idea that it was going to promote your business or that it was going to give you the confidence to speak because you've already written it down. Or maybe it was going to give you a, a name. Uh, if you loved those ideas, come back to being with those ideas and sitting with them. If you love the idea that you are going to have an opportunity to share your offering, perhaps from a stage or perhaps to groups of people, 
and really offer that thing that you have a gift for, come back to being with how good it feels to know you have that gift. That's that's not a, a bad thing or a shameful thing. People are often trying to shame their gifts away. That's not what we're here for. We're here to let those things shine, for sure. Part of the reason that I am here in the studio doing this show is because I wanted to have the courage to offer what I know best. I, I didn't want to just sit around the house going, gee, I have this information that I could offer people, but I've decided not to teach at the college anymore. What will I do? What will I do? I decided to write, to play big, and to come down here to the studio and to offer this. And it's not because I just think I'm the greatest thing in the world, although there are days when I'm pretty proud of myself. But I'm here because I love what I have to offer. I really dig it. I'm really glad that once upon a time I went, you know what? I like teaching people. People that sign up for my classes like my classes. I'm going to stay in that arena. I'm going to do that. I remember once, Shelley, that I, I was in like my I don't know, my first year, second year of teaching it. And you you have to give all your students evaluation forms. And I didn't want to do it because I, I thought, it, you know, if, if there's a student or two or three or ten that don't like this class, I don't want to know about it because I'm giving everything I've got to this. But it was required. I mean, the only way you could work your way up in pay and in status was to do these evaluations. So I'm doing them. Anyway, somewhere around that the end of the first year, into the second year, I had three reviews in one class that I didn't think were all that good. You know, it's that you get, you have like 25 questions and you can rank up to five stars for each one, whatever it was. I mean, there were some of those questions where I only got three stars. And I just hemmed and hawed, and what do I do? And and I went to my dean, and I just said, I, I don't know what to do about these bad reviews. And she had a big sit-down with me to let me know when, when someone is offering you three stars out of five, they're actually collaborating with you. They're letting you know they have a need, and in the future, it's possible that it could be met in another way. And that really, really helped me play bigger in the world because I wanted to know now that someone said, you know, this class isn't perfectly organized. I got a three out of five. I think I'm fabulously organized. But you know what? I needed feedback on it. I needed that feedback that helped me remember that I could do a better job. I mean, just right here on this show, I, I read off one of the very last tips that I wanted to share. I read it off as the second tip instead of the, the fifth. Why? Because I, I just poor organization, you know? So it's true. 
It's true. Sometimes I'm not all that organized. But coming back to your point, the truth is I love teaching. And even if every now and then somebody gives me three stars out of five for my organization, I really want to think about the fact that they're just collaborating with me. It doesn't have to take away my love for teaching. So I'm going to give you this question of inquiry, Shelley. Did somebody say something, do something, offer something, criticize you in some way that shot down your love for your book? I mean, it could be that somebody said, you don't think you're going to sell a million copies of that, do you? It could be that somebody once said, oh, you haven't finished that yet? It could be that somebody said, you know, there's a lot of books out there on finance. Are you you sure you want to write another one? You know, we got a lot of books out there already. I mean, people say, "Mm, insert foul world here. People say awful things and they don't mean to take all the life out of our writing, but it kind of does. And it's up to you, Shelley, to go and get it back. You might, you might have to join a mastermind group, take a workshop, get together with your bestie, take it to your partner, go have a call with a parent, your sibling, someone that absolutely adores you, and I'm happy to be that person, is going to remind you that your love for this project still lives inside of you. It's still available to you. And what you need to do is realize that that love you have for your writing is bigger than the critique you might have gotten way back there. Usually, when we give up on our writing or we start to stretch it into half a decade, it's because somebody said something somewhere that just didn't work for us. And it could have even been us. It could have even been our inner critic or that itty-bitty la-la-la-la committee that exists in the head that Elizabeth Gilbert writes about. You know, you know her profane exclamation of that committee that exists in the mind. So, Shelley, I just want to encourage you to keep going to go back to that love you originally had for the book. If you would like a journal with some of my personalized writing prompts for you, just text me and send me your P.O. box or your street address, and I will get that out to you in the mail. I'm so glad you asked today. You can always send that... um, that address right to Facebook Messenger that you wrote to me at to offer this question. So I'm thinking that served some of you others as well because you may have been working on your book for two years when you thought it was going to take two months. You may be working on your book now into the second decade when you thought it would only take that second year. You might be like me going, I don't know if I'm ever going to publish that original book. I think I'm going to 
keep going on these other ones that give me more life. What matters is that the decisions you make about your writing move you to act. That's what matters. That's what we're talking about today. All right? It's not too late if you want to put in a question today and get a little coaching on how to make some decisions that push you into action. I want to offer another little tip. So Shelly tapped into one I was going to talk to you about, which is never forget that you love this project. And if you do forget, go back to someone who remembers who can mirror that back to you. Might be your bestie, might be your partner, might be your writing coach, might be me. Whoever it is, go back to them and ask them, please remind me of the love I had for this project so I can get back to it. I want to take action. I want to get into it. Another thing I really want to encourage you to do is that whatever you write about, whatever that is, tell the truth. Now, this is what I mean when I say tell the truth. I don't mean tell all the gory details. We don't always need that. I don't mean expose somebody that was meant to be protected. Uh Uh-uh. That's not what our writing's for. I just mean whatever that truth is inside of you that is begging to get out, begging to be expressed, tell it. Let her have her place on the page. Let her be on paper. You don't have to worry about if a publisher is going to pick you up as soon as you write it. You just have to give those thoughts a place to land. That's what they're asking of you. They're saying, I've got this truth I want to express. So give it a journal, a notepad. Write it down. Let it be on paper. Later you can decide what you're going to do with that truth, that calling from your heart. But don't keep living your life and going about not expressing what's true to you. That's going to crush you. Okay, we're ready for our second break. It's not too late if you want to write in to me. We will be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. MS attacks the brain and spinal cord. It's the most common neurological disease leading to disability in young adults. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Join us. Together we are stronger. Walk MS fundraising accelerates research breakthroughs 
and life-changing breakthroughs. It will take all of our passion, determination, and fundraising to end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Join us. Register today, start a team, and raise funds at walkms.org. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie. Thank you for joining me today. We are in the middle of a conversation about making decisions that allow you to take action. It doesn't really matter what you are writing or what you are doing. The decisions you are making, you want to lead to some sort of action in your life. You don't want to be on that hamster wheel. You want some forward motion. So I'm telling you some of my favorite tips that I offer in my masterminds, and we take these into depth. We go into examples. We write out ways to strategize. We put together new policies for ourselves. We really get in depth because masterminds are about developing brand new habits. Think about the word habit for a second. A habit is just something you do. So if right now you are in the habit of procrastinating, we turn that around. So you are in the habit of cultivating a writing practice. If you are curious about my mastermind groups, I invite you to go to my website. That's www.coachdebbie.com. I used to be a college writing professor of essay writing, research writing, mythology. I really loved teaching Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, and I still offer a lot of those themes right there in my mastermind groups and in my one-day workshops. So please check that out at coachdebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y, and I will be getting back to you. So today we're talking about those decisions that help you take action. And we've, we've thought about this idea that you've just got to write. You've got to allow yourself to love and remember what you loved initially about writing. It's important to always tell the truth. In other words, to really be expressive about that real message you have. You don't have to be, you know, full of drama, full of lots of detail, exposing somebody else. But whatever is on your heart, not, not always on your mind, but on your heart, that's what you want to be sharing with the world. Think about this too, that you want to really show up as you. We talk a lot about brand. You, you've heard this term. And, and as someone who I, I really never took a business class when I was in my advanced majors or even, I don't even think I took it uh, as a senior in college. Um, just maybe, maybe, maybe took like a business 101 for total idiots in high school. Maybe I took that. But I, I started a business 
admitting to my boyfriend at the time, I have no business sense. And he said, oh, yes, you do. It's like, you know, it's like raising a child. It's it's like honoring your students. You, you'll be surprised. It's You put one foot in front of the other and you do it. Well, yeah. I just felt like running a business was a whole lot more difficult than that. So when... When I got into this idea that as a person who was writing my brand and as a business owner, I was going to have to show up as me, there were two sides. The one side said, well, that's good because, you know, I'm so new at this. I wouldn't be able to do it like someone else. But there was another side of me that said, ah, they're, they're only going to get they're only going to get me and what I have to offer. They're, they're not going to get something grand. You know, I'm new. What are they, they going to receive? It's, it's just me. That's, that's the voice of the overthinker. But what I had going for me, <laughs> almost the only thing I had going for me, was that not only was this lovely boyfriend reminding me, it's about putting one foot in front of the other, but I had been journaling for years since I was a kid. And I always took my worries to my journal. And in my journal is me. If I lost track of me and what I had to offer the world, all I had to do was go to my journal and there she was. There she was, saying her truth, talking about her worries, talking about her dreams. There I am in my journal, being the real me. And one day I looked at it and I realized, you know what? I am going to make mistakes as a business owner. I'm probably sitting in one right now, I was thinking to myself. But I started to realize I like me. I accept me. I think me is just fine. She's not perfect. She's not Oprah. But I never tried to be Oprah. I don't need to be Oprah. I get to admire Oprah and be me. Yeah. And that was a thought that started to really set me free and it, it was almost a subconscious decision. I will accept me. And that decision rolled into more and more and more action. My coach says the world does not necessarily need more self-improvement. The world needs all of us to practice self-acceptance. And that really, really, really hit home for me. That's Robert Holden that said that. He also said this, cultivate a failure policy that says it is all right to just try. Cultivate a failure policy that says it is all right to just try. I mean, what's the harm in doing something new? What is the harm in starting a blog 
and a few months into it going, you know what? I don't know if I'm really a blog writer. I don't seem to get to this on a regular basis. No harm in that. No harm in finding that out. What's the problem of starting to write a love letter to your parents and letting them know how special they are to you and finding that you got stuck and you want to stick it in a drawer for a week and come back to it later? You gave it that good, honest try. You'll be back. You'll be back. Allow yourself to try that new thing because it puts you in action. It takes you out of just thinking about it. Okay? These are just some tips to get you moving. It is so easy to let the thinker in us ruminate. I want to thank right now Lena. Lena is in my... It's not my mastermind group. It's, it's one that I'm enrolled in. And Lena and I were peer coaching each other. And I was telling her about a problem I was having. And it, it had to do with publishing and making some decisions. And she just said, gosh, Debbie, it sounds like your only problem is that you're overthinking it. Bam. I mean, I mean, she nailed it. That's, that was the only real problem I was overthinking. I had given up on journaling about it, and I had gone to just thinking, carrying it around, letting it weigh me down, la, 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 la. wasn't working for me. So when you get yourself in front of a bestie, a trusted coach, a trusted friend, and they can refer back to you where that hamster wheel is going and taking you, all of a sudden you've got a decision in place and you realize real action can happen when you step back into your own skin and you're just you again. Just be you. Somebody said everyone else is taken. And I'm sorry, I don't know who said that, but I love it. Just be you. Everyone else is taken. It's a really good 12-step motto for those of you who are more familiar with 12 steps. I'm going to leave you with this final idea, and it's a big one. This is an advanced idea, and it's one we talk about in my mastermind group for writers. And it is the idea that you must put your power in something bigger than your plan to write. Your power, your power to get this done, your power to be in love with this project has to be in something bigger than just the plan. And I really mean that. It's got to either exist in your passion for this work. It's got to exist perhaps in the lineage you're going to leave because of this work, maybe the power exists in your own spiritual faith, but somewhere, somewhere big, that power must live. 
And this is where I want to encourage you to have some kind of cultivated, regular practice. I'm not saying you have to write every morning or every night, but something that's going to work with your real life, not the life you imagine you're going to have someday. You know, if you're imagining someday I'm going to get up at five and sit still for four hours and drink three cups of tea and my cat's going to sit perfectly still on my lap and I'm going to be the the next Nora Roberts or Elizabeth Gilbert or Wayne Dyer, um, dream again. It, it was not that easy for them. It's not going to be that easy for us. Put your power in something that allows you to write. It's got to be bigger than your plan to write. So let me give you a little metaphor here. Um, I was I was with a friend not too long ago that had one of those bikes. Um, do you know those bikes now that they have a little bit of power in the back wheel? You can shift the gears, and they look like a regular pedal bike, but they actually do allow for a little extra power beyond what your manual legs can do. So I'm with this friend, and he's showing off his bike, and I'm bragging about how when I was, you know, when I was a teen, I never had anything like that, and I pedaled all over my neighborhood, and I was in shape, and boy, you couldn't get me off my bike, and there was no hill I wouldn't conquer, and this and that and the other thing. And then he offers me the chance to go and take this nice bike out for a little spin. Well, let me tell you, when I returned that bike, I gobbled down every single word of bragging I had said before, those things are nice. There's a lot of power in that back wheel. When you're getting tired, you can lean into that extra power and get up the hill. Yeah, it's good. You might have a plan that you're going to pedal your little feet off, but to just be able to shift and have the power from the bike to move forward and get there quickly and get there efficiently, oh, that's some nice stuff. So think about this. Where do you get your power? It's hard to write in isolation. Do you get it by enrolling in a workshop with others? Do you get it by submitting your work to, to a teacher who reads it, gives you feedback? Do you get a certain amount of power from your faith? And by asking to, to be held at that time in which you write, do you get your power from caffeine? I mean, I'd like to think that that could be enough. I don't know. It isn't for me, but maybe it is. Maybe I just don't drink enough coffee. Where do you get your power? Lean into that. Know where that power is. It could save you. It could get you up some mighty steep hills when your plan for writing isn't quite enough. I want to thank you for joining me today on this type topic of making decisions that move you toward action. Next week is the 4th of July, and we will be back for a special program for you 
Until then, please check out my website, www.coachdebbydebby.com. It is always a joy to spend time with you. Namaste, my friends.